0: Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. I'm your host, Ansonia. And with me today, I have the Pam Morris Walton, who has been a powerhouse in creating and presenting the world's largest free admission gospel music festival, which started right here in Chicago. For over 20 years, she served as the guiding light as an appointee of Mayor Richard M. Daly. Pam also has chops as the voice, personality, and host of Gospel with Pam Morris on WVON 1690 AM, Sunday afternoons from 11 AM to 2 PM. Welcome my guest, Pam Morris, to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold.
1: Hi, Pam. Hi, sweetie. How you doing, Sonia? It's good to be with you. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: I am so you're privileged. Welcome. I am so privileged to have you on my show. And I just want you to talk a little bit about how you became the planner for the Chicago Gospel Music Festival.
1: Oh, my God. It's so many years ago. Oh, Lord have mercy. You know, you're really taking me back now. <laughs> okay. I was um, I was a host um, for one of the concerts. Um, let me see now. A little over 30, maybe one, almost 31 years ago, because I retired in June of 2009. All right. And, and that was after 20 and a half years as the uh, coordinator. And um, I had come out to the festival to emcee, to host. And Kathy Osterman and Avis LaVale was talking of me, about me. It was something about me that they liked. They, they liked what I did or what I did on stage well. And it began a conversation. And that conversation led to more conversations and more conversations. And, and um, that position uh, for the coordinator had been open for maybe a little over eight or nine, maybe 10 months from the former coordinator, Mrs. Sasha Dalton who had done a fabulous job, okay? And then it was uh, a new administration that took over and uh, with Mayor Richard M. Daly. and I suppose just things change, I, I guess. But the position had been open. They were looking at people I heard, and then they took notice of me, of me. and Avis Lavelle uh, called me and said, Pam, I, um, somebody wants to talk to you. Would you have interest in, and at that time I was in radio still as I am now, but I was overnight all night on the radio. <laughs> overnight all night, okay? So, and Sonia, I, um, I said, okay, all right. And we had the interview. Um, I was on my way with my family at that time with my children's father uh, over 30 some years ago, almost 33 decades ago, I should say. And we were on our way to vacation And I got the call and said, well, you know, I'm going away, but I'll be back and I'll be happy to talk to you. (laughs) When I got back, they had called, they were still calling and I said, okay, I'll come in. I went in for an interview. And the next thing I know, Kathy Osterman was taking me to the mayor's office. (laughs) And the mayor said, I appoint you as the director of uh, the Gospel Music Festival, which had a lot of other things that I did as a manager in that department, which included the uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Interfaith Breakfast and other things that I supported. And that's how it happened. That is the truth. <laughs> All right. No that matter is... what you hear, that is the truth. <laughs> now, I was
0: basically introduced to you in an off Sideway through James Chambers And Ecclesiastes Community Choir James James Chambers Yes, he loved you Emceeing our concerts And he would always say Pam Morris, Pam Morris And I said, well, you know I'm the person that would sit back and watch I was a choir member, sang with ECC for years Mm -hmm. And just admired Your style Tell me Tell me how you developed Your style of emceeing
1: um, I'm um, a natural. I'm an original. I'm an original. You do watch other people. You do see what other people do. But when you are given the chance, you remember them, but you be you. Okay. You always must be you. You can remember what someone else did well in speaking and standing and talking, but you put yourself into that. And become who I am—an original. Right, wonderful.
0: I know that you've uh, you go places and you see people, and sometimes people mm-hmm. who are maybe in the MC role and they don't do a good job because maybe mm-hmm. they haven't practiced or something of that nature. And I was just wondering, did you have any professional training in that? In the such as um, like, I'm a part of Toastmasters International, uh-huh. and they teach you how to speak and how to present. Uh-huh. So did well,
1: you... I, I graduated from college, of course, and took broadcasting. Okay. Uh, but um, in addition to that, I have to say that you, you always watch people do what they do, and you are hopeful that if the opportunity presents itself, you can do that plus. Okay. You can do what they do plus. Oh. Um, Benjamin Mays. Uh, I want to say Morehouse College came up with something so profound. Do what you do so well that no one living or yet to be born can do it better. Okay. I like that. That's my motto. (laughs) Other than the other one, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. And then the other one is, of course, Reverend Clay Evans, his most favorite, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding Uh and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And that's what God has done for me. All right. Wonderful. I love
0: that. I love that. I love the fact that and uh, you have so much energy Uh, and enthusiasm that you bring in the audience (laughs) And you bring the people in. So, knowing that when we used to sing, there were times when you would sing a song, and the congregation just wouldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. But you would walk up to the microphone and bring the audience. Oh yeah, I remember. I told you I would. I would watch. Come on. I watched a lot of things, saw a lot of things, witnessed a lot of things, and just admired how you can do that. Everyone can't do that.
1: But uh, what did I do? What did I do, Ansonia? Well,
0: you would usher in if if there was a song that didn't look like it, it got over to the audience, there was a way that a technique that you used to bring the audience in and remind them uh on, on occasion of the lyrics that were sung. And wow. I would I would sit there and watch you do that. And I'm like, that is really just amazing because being a choir member, being in the choir, we were ministering to people. But Mm -hmm. sometimes people, if you're not jumping and shouting, they're not really getting into it. And Mm -hmm. I believe I, I, I saw that you felt that. And but you will remind people of the lyrics that they were listening to or you would bring scripture reference to what was being sung to bring the audience into realization that oh maybe that was a you know something that I should have been listening to
1: so yeah well you know the message is in the music mm. now I can go into talking about some artists right now but I'm 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 going to leave it alone but but uh Uh, uh, well, 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 let me go to it. Let me go to it. Let me go to Richard Smallwood. Okay. Richard Smallwood penned a song called Total Praise. You know the words. Yes. I don't even have to give them to you. Uh, Percy Gray, who just had a birthday not long ago, uh, penned a lot of songs, but these two titles, God is my everything. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. It's right there. Uh Uh-huh. It's right there in just the title. How about "Order My Steps"? Oh yeah. Possibly the workshop of work, America. I'ma stop because you know, girl, he laid his hands on me. Mm. He has his hands on me, Marvin Sepp. Okay. Never would have made it, Marvin Sepp. Mm-hmm. God did it, Evelyn turned teenage. I'ma stop. Well, I mean that... that's just coming out of me. I'm not looking at anything. That's just
0: mm and that's what i that's what i'm saying too is that um i want my audience to understand mm-hmm. uh, in listening about the gospel music gold and why and the mm-hmm. the guests that i've asked to uh participate in this is because i want people to know that there is richness not just mm-hmm. in hearing the music but there's something behind the music
2: mm-hmm. us
0: there are people behind the music that you don't ordinarily see like we see uh, someone standing on stage like Kirk Franklin, but we don't see all the people behind. But then mm-hmm. he may have a MC that stands before the audience that gets them uh, pumped up.
1: Pumped up and get them ready.
0: Right, especially for a recording. Now, oh God, yes. when you're MCing for a recording, because we had a lot of live recordings, tell me, especially when people had never heard that song before, How did you motivate people to get riled? Because, you know, we have to get the hand claps before Uh, people who've never Mm -hmm. been in a recording session, a live Mm -hmm. recording session. You have to have the hand claps before so Mm -hmm. that the sound people can pick it up. Mm -hmm. How did you use your techniques to get the audience interested in a brand new song they had never heard before?
1: Well, first of all, let me take you back to this. What is gospel music? Gospel, gospel music? music is good news. Oh, yes, it is. Gospel music is also an art form. So it is like classical and jazz and, and R&B. It is an art form. Okay. Gospel music is expressive. Gospel music speaks to you. Gospel music is Healing music, it's encouraging music, it's uplifting music. So, if you're coming to a live recording, what's the word? Live L I V E. So, you mean you're gonna sit there and be dead? <laughs> you came to a live recording, and Sonia, mm-hmm. and Sonia, you came to a live recording. Live recording means participation. Absolutely, absolutely. I hope I answered you well.
0: Oh, yeah. I appreciate that because, like I said, you know, I want my audience to understand there is a difference between standing before someone and just reading or Mm -hmm. standing before people and ushering in, helping to usher in the spirit by Mm -hmm. giving people additional word, giving them encouragement, motivating Mm -hmm. them from the from the pulpit, not just Mm -hmm. standing as the pastor, but motivating them from the pulpit to get involved with what's going on in that so,
1: service. So I could just talk to you like this now and say, um, Sonio, tonight is the live recording of ecclesiast- ecclesiastic or ecclesiastical uh, community choir. We want everybody to enjoy and have a good time. And um, you hear something, you feel good about it, react. Or I could say, ladies and gentlemen, It is the Ecclesiastical Community Choir, live, and for you, let's have some energy. Let's get into it and let's fill it too. Okay. You see the difference? (laughs) Yes. But it's still my voice, it's Mm -hmm. still my voice. But I lifted it up with energy because of what was going to happen. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If somebody's getting run over by the truck, And you see them walking out and you say, oh, my God, they're going to get run over by the truck. No. Oh, my God. They're going to get hit. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, that just comes automatic. Lord, have mercy. or people are going to listen and say, oh, my God, she's crazy.
0: No, they're not. Now, I want to make a transition to what you. I live this. I live this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to make a transition to the interfaith breakfast. How were you inspired to create the interfaith breakfast
1: for Dr. Okay. Martin Luther King? All right, let me give you the uh the this breakfast, okay, they were doing something before I came, uh, but there was not this kind of interfaith breakfast that brought together civic leaders political people and other people that just wanted to honor the commemoration of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. I was in an office meeting with Kathy Osterman, the late uh, Kathy Osterman uh, in the mayor's office of special events. And she said, we need to do this breakfast and um, I need you to come up with something and uh, take it, take it and make it work. Mm. I said, Mm -hmm. you got it. And guess what? I not only did it; it's still going on. Oh yeah, it's still going on. There never been one to that extent where you bring all of these people together. I don't know what's going to happen. Of course, during um, COVID nineteen, of course, in January, hopefully things will be better for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was to be the the Saturday, the Friday before the holiday. Of his um, of Dr. Martin Luther King, and you would have a hotel room. We we really ran out of room. We had to move from different hotels <laughs> because of the fact people still wanted to come. And you came in because others underwrote this, mm. and it was uh, influential speakers. When I when I think back, I, I can't give you all of them, but when I think back to um, Speakers like uh, the the president from Ivy League College. I think about Dr. Horace Smith of the Apostolic Faith Church. I think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the son, Mm -hmm. the daughter, Dr. Bernice King. I think about Father Flager. I think about Willie Brown, who was at that time, he was the mayor of San Francisco, and so many others. They never said no. Reverend Otis Moss, Gartner Taylor, they never said no. Well, one did. Ugh. One did. I couldn't get him. And, and I, it bothered me that I couldn't get him. You want know me to tell you? Who was that? Colin Powell. Oh. He could not. We met, we talked, and he couldn't get it on the schedule right because our date conflicted with something else that he was doing. But mm. I went after him, and I mean, when I say I went after him, I wrote, I called, I reached out. Yeah, Andy Young. I mean, just just great people, and um, the speakers were phenomenal, mm. and they still are.
0: Mm. They're still doing this. That is that is really great. Um, and Thank you. so I'm talking about the history that you built, and oh, you're so kind. when you're you so kind. when you realize sometimes you just do. You're you're just doing what you think is best. You're doing your job. And you don't realize the impact that you have. Now, okay. I'll I'll mention, you asked me earlier some of the guests that I had interviewed on my show. One uh, young man named Bryant Jones. Oh, great man. Uh, and he mentioned Brother that Bryant you, Jones. I'm sorry, not Bryant Jones. <laughs> Brian Hurt mentioned oh. you. Bryant Hurt. I'm sorry. Uh, I've,
1: I've her husband. Yes. yes.
0: And he mentioned about, we were, I asked him about the first time they went overseas. And he brought your name up and said, so tell us about how you started people from Chicago traveling abroad to do
1: concerts. You're really getting it. You're pulling it out of me tonight, okay? You're pulling out what people probably don't really all know. All right? Uh, We were doing an exchange with the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. And during this exchange of uh, bringing gospel there to the gospel tent inside of the Jazz and Heritage Festival that had blues going on in one tent, gospel, uh, jazz, and other things, I um, I met the producer of the Umbria Jazz Festival. And he uh, was introduced to me and said, I'd like to bring gospel over here. I said, no problem, you got it. And I literally did it for 12 years, all expenses paid, 26 trips. All right. 26 round trips, gospel. Mm. In Perugia, Italy, and then they would they would tour Tes- the Tuscany county. And oh my God, the it, it's almost no words to describe. It went so well that we we began a gospel jazz festival in Termini, Italy. Oh. That's T E R N I. And Richard Smallwood and Vision were the first guests to come to that one. And I think Mississippi mass choir were the second one, mm-hmm. uh, so I had people from all over the country, not just Chicago okay and they they could the people couldn't get enough now Dr. Charles G. Hayes and cosmopolitan oh, the yeah. toxic community singers there's no words there's no words to describe how the Italians love and appreciate gospel music. Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's what I was doing. I met someone. I was introduced to someone. they said, "Can you do this? And I said, yeah, and I did. All right Bobby and- Jones and 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 vision. uh no, no, there, yeah, I think it was vision. I think that's the name of his group and then uh Rose Hopper had I can't think of the name of her choir kind of kind of glory was that kind of glory mm-hmm. uh, just it was just awesome. Wonderful. I enjoyed every, I enjoyed every trip. And I must tell you about the Fisk University Gospel Choir because they sung all the time. Mm. They sung on the bus. They stopped eating and sung. They sung when they were getting dressed. They sung in the dressing room. Uh, they were walking the streets of Perugia, Italy, singing. Mm. I I could, it was Unbelievable! I could not believe that. And baby, they were getting, uh, uh, you know, Coca-Cola products are in Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got all the free Coca-Cola and orange and Sprite. They wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. They just start singing "Oh, Happy Day," and they were like, and they didn't sing with music. They were oh. a cappella. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, that is fantastic, and that that is just something. Additional, just an additional caveat to have that where you're able to share not only gospel music in the United States. And I've Mm -hmm. talked to a couple of my guests and said that unfortunately we take gospel music for granted here.
1: Mm -hmm. We have so much of it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then to hear of the love and the appreciation Mm -hmm. that overseas has for gospel music that we take just we just take okay well that's it's just like a, a pair of socks okay i got these but, socks but on you me. can
1: go but before a covid um and son and sonia mm-hmm. you could go to any church and hear gospel hear a gospel choir you could go hear dr hayes you could go hear fellowship mm-hmm. you could go hear uh, uh the thompson community singers in concerts you could hear any community choir. Um, they didn't hear gospel like that. And then there's some cities and states in the United States may have one group. Mm-hmm. Now, can you say we have one group, one choir, one ensemble, one soloist, one quartet in Chicago? No. <laughs> no. We have dozens and everybody can sing. Uh-huh. That's you true. Know what the gospel, you know what the Gospel Fest executives over me told me one time? They said to me, why are you bringing in these choirs? Everybody here can sing their music just as well. I said, hmm. So it was Orlando Draper. Oh. Mm. When we brought him to the gospel festival, now he was different Mm -hmm. in his movement, his singing. You listen to some of his songs. Oh, yeah. I I know Orlando. And it was like, wow. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. And then when we were talking about Hezekiah Walker, they said, well, just bring him in. Everybody sings his music. I said, really? I want the choir, not just Bishop Hezekiah Walker. So, you know, you have your struggles too, but you also come out blessing people, and that's what it's all about. Wonderful. You could not count the number of people that came to Grant Park and then later to Millennium Park to hear gospel music. Mm -hmm. Loved
0: that gospel fest. Loved it. Loved it. Thank I actually you, have you. a clip of uh, James Chambers because ECC did a show in 91 wow. when um, Albertina Walker was mm-hmm. the MC, and mm-hmm. James was so excited. We were excited. As a matter of fact, we were excited. <laughs> so I have a little clip of that. And one day I'm going to do a tribute show to uh, James Chambers and uh, I'm going to play that clip. I thought it was so cute the way it was. Mm-hmm. it was. It was just really funny because he was at work and we used to always tease James. He did everything <laughs> at work and uh, at work. <laughs> he, was sitting, he was sitting in the booth trying to not t- talk really loud. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really funny.
1: But, wow. You know what? James Chambers, somebody recently sent me a picture. I had long hair then. You know, I donated my hair to a cancer survivor some years ago. But I had long hair. I was in a green outfit. Lord, I had on three chains. I was like, Lord Jesus, that's a lot of jewelry. But it was me, Daryl Coley, Lucretia Campbell, and James Chambers, all four of us standing there together. Beautiful picture. I, I have to make some copies of it and get it to you so yeah. you can see it. Oh, uh, I posted. But I don't look like that now. I actually posted okay. that.
0: On our uh, JCC Ecclesiastes Community that? Choir Facebook group,
1: you have that picture.
0: Yep, sure do. <laughs> <Shut up.
1: laughs> oh, I tell you, you're I know something. Some you something else. <laughs> Congratulations to you and what you're doing.
0: Thank you so much, and I know that you're pressed for time because you have another meeting that you have to get to. So mm-hmm. what I'm going to ask you is to tell my listeners what you have going on now mm-hmm. and tell my listeners your website.
1: Well, before I do that, let me tell you, thank you for what you're doing and what you're doing so well. And there's no music like gospel music. That's why you hear it at weddings. You hear it in theaters. You hear it uh, in so many other places other than church. mm because of what it means and what it does it's good news it just makes you feel good all over oh yes it it's does. just wonderful and what i'm doing now is i i am a heart transplant recipient with a mario's heart that beats inside of me four years and three months Praise God. and i wrote my story about my book lessons learned from no, that's my first book. This is 57 Days, <laughs> The Way for a New Heart Sparks a Spiritual Journey of Faith and Love. I wrote my story of being 57 days in the hospital and um, got a new heart in 27 days. Ooh. And um, it is available on, uh, it's, it's, it's really a testimony of humility, a testimony of faith. And it's available on amazon.com. It's available also on iTunes, Barnes & Noble. It soon will be an ebook, Okay. Digital. And you can go to my webpage, my website, PamMorrisSpeaks.com. That's pammorespeaks.com, And I'm running a holiday special right now all the way up until February the 28th, the last day of um, Black History Month. February 28th, uh, 2021. And when you go on and order from me directly through me instead of Amazon now, you get a bookmarker, you get a writing pen, you get a lovely writing pen, and um, you also get something else special. Okay. So all of that is on com. Wonderful. That is just great. And And of course, I'm still doing my radio broadcast, WVON 1690, Sundays 11 to 2 p.m.
0: Okay. And I want to thank Pam Morris for participating in this segment of Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the listener, has enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about the show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to Talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's Talk the number two, gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, let's talk gospel music gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless.
2: Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for sixty days, in the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much much more. Our website is borntospketyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's BornToSpeakToYou.com, where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.